Yesterday, I sold a car and bought a car. I suppose I could have saved money if I hadn't done any of those things and just kept the car I had, but where's the fun in that? Your Daily Lex. I, uh... I, I wanted to wait until I had owned my Nissan Leaf, my 2015 Nissan Leaf, for a while before I reviewed it. But now that I've owned the car for, you know, just about 14 hours, I feel like it's time for me to do the review. Uh, it's absolutely the coolest car on planet Earth. Um, I'm including the Tesla, by the way. It's cooler than the Tesla. Uh, I can't say why, but you'll just have to trust me. But I here's the thing. I had this 2006 Honda Accord. And... Uh, I bought it new in 2006, and this Accord of mine, uh, which I've had again since 2006, had 36,000 miles on it. I just don't drive that that much. I work from home, as you may know, and I don't go far. I drive to the airport sometimes, and that's probably one of the furthest places I go, uh, but that's about it. And I felt like I was the ideal customer for an electric car, given where and how often I drive. Uh, and I decided, you know what? I'm worth it. <laughs> I don't know. I decided now is the time. I could sell the Accord and get a decent chunk of change and buy this electric car, not have to gas it up, and be awesome. Especially with the solar panels on the roof. I mean, when I'm recharging the car, it's freaking great. So uh, you sit inside the Nissan Leaf, and you know it's one of these fancy modern cars where you don't put the key in. You just have the key with you, and then you push the button. Uh, that's not new. But then when the car starts, you don't hear anything. So instead, it plays music. It plays a little jingle, say, hey, your car is starting. Uh, it doesn't sing that song, although that would be great. Uh, but it, um, it does have to play a bunch of music so that you know that something has happened because you cannot hear the motor. Uh, and that's been fun. Only once did I run into trouble with the car where I could not figure out why it refused to go into reverse or drive. Uh, it. Uh, if you press the button and you don't have your foot on the brake, then it doesn't start it all the way. It just starts up the center console, which is what I needed at one point yesterday when I was configuring some of the settings. And it's funny, the electric car, not good for suicide because I could be closed in my garage and start the car. It doesn't have any, uh, any it doesn't even have a tailpipe. So no exhaust, no anything. But then, you know, I was like, okay, I want to start the car now. So I pushed the button again with the uh, brake depressed, but I apparently didn't have the brake depressed because it didn't really start up and it took me a minute to figure out what was happening. The weird thing for me with the Leaf, you know, excluding the fact that it's, you know, an electric car and is different and has, you know, it's approximately 100 mile range. They call it 87. 87 is averaging or 89, something like that. But that's averaging highway and city driving. Uh, it does worse on highway and better in the city. Um, so if they think you can get like 130 miles city driving and about 80 something or 75 something highway, uh, because of the regenerative, the regenerative braking. It's a big word. Um, but, uh, the weird thing for me is the, uh, the, the gear shift, I guess you would call it. So, you know, it's usually either on the steering wheel or in the center console, you have this thing and you move it into from P to D or to R or whatever else. And, uh, those are all technical car driving terms, but with the leaf, uh, it doesn't follow the pattern that you're used to. You have this strange little knob and you slide the knob um, to go into reverse or you slide it into drive and that's basically it. There are no other <laughs> there are no other spots on the gear shift and it doesn't work like any gear shift you've ever used. But once you get the hang of it, it's not so bad. Um, but it's very exciting. 
I wish I had more places to drive. Of course, I got the electric car because I don't have very many places to drive. But uh, now I'm part of this whole electric car world where there's different apps. There's an app that lets me connect to the car, although I'm having a little trouble with that, so let's not talk about it yet. But uh, there are also just kind of community apps of people who uh, talk about where you can find charging stations in your area. And of course, there's built-in navigation in the car, and it shows you all the nearby charging stations. And it updates itself over the internet, which is magical. It's not magical. It's AT&T's 2G connection, which Nissan warns you. AT&T is shutting down on December 31st, 2015. Uh, maybe it's 2016. I can't remember. But at the end of some year, 2016, at the end of 2016, AT&T will shut down its 2G network, and then I'll have to figure out some other way for my car to be online. I don't know what that is. But I do have an electric car, so if anybody needs a ride and they're near me, just let me know. I'm happy to drive you. It's fun. Uh, let's just not go more than you know 80-something miles round trip because that would get awkward. Uh, the only bummer I've really encountered so far is um, you kind of have to install a charger in your home. Uh, you can plug into your regular wall outlet and that's fine, but it's fine in the sense of it takes 21 hours to go from zero to full with that charger. Instead, you have to install a fancier charger uh, that goes into a, a 220 outlet versus a 110 outlet. And getting all that installed and buying the actual charger itself is going to add like 1000 to 1500 bucks to my cost of the car. But what are you going to do? It's the price of progress. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Lex. Lex.